baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, Meg. Hey, good morning, Don. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm fired up. I'm fired up because I think Bucks County will be a canary, if you will, to show people what Bucks is made of. And it's all about parental rights. They don't word it that way, which is upsetting to me. At least be fair. And it's not a fair article. So I wanted to give you an opportunity as you look at that Politico article and your reaction as you go through it. I mean, my reaction was that they, they left a lot out, right? <laughs> if you're just saying, I mean, I don't know how you you want to talk about what's important. I mean, I think I think in one of the pieces of the article, um, when they mentioned crime, I mean, I think that is a huge thing. There's uh, Broad and Liberty did a piece where I believe they showed, I think it was from 2021, it was either 2020 to 2021 or 2021 to 2022, they showed almost an almost 20% increase in crime in Bucks County. Yeah. And that's under the, de- the Democrat majority. And I think that's something that's really concerning to people, especially as you're seeing the crime increasing throughout Philadelphia. Um, the I think it was the chief of police in Ben Salem who just wrote a letter about this saying how the Philadelphia crime uh, policies have impacted the crime in Bucks County. And so I think that that's something that people are really concerned about and they should be concerned about because if you continue uh, electing people with the same, the same, uh, who implement the same kind of policies, there's no reason to think it's going to get better. Right. Um, But I think it's interesting that to your point that the article hit on things like, like quote unquote book bans, which isn't even a, a true narrative, um, but yet leave out the fact that the county had a bad has a bad faith ruling against them and that they're now taking me to Commonwealth Court to appeal that, um, which is very significant. And somehow somehow that's left out. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and part of that was and I, you know, Pat, uh, Chief Pat Malloy of Abington is, is a friend. I've known him for decades. And part of that is you're absolutely right. He had been reacting. He was reacting to the fact that a 14-year-old girl, there was an attempted abduction at the local Willow Grove Mall of this 14-year-old girl. So he's at a news conference. He's reacting in real time to a news conference. Mm -hmm. Very quietly, his voice gets low, and he talks about the fact that what happened to this girl, badly shaken, of course. This man is grabbing Mm -hmm. her and dragging her out of a mall, and she's scared out of her mind, right? And so he's reacting to questions, answers the question honestly. That yes, they've seen an uptick as all the suburbs have, and that's when the claws came out, the inquirer, everybody was attacking Malloy. That's when you saw the defense of him from others in the suburb. I'm thankful that they stood up for him and said, Yeah, it's actually true. This is real, mm-hmm. it's happening. But rather than talk about the actual crime uptick, and this is the trend we see, 
rather than talk about what's really happening and the crime rising, you know, they double down and want to blame the messenger and, and try mm-hmm. to silence somebody, right? That's, and that's exactly what, with Politico, what they're doing is it's biased by omission. They're not writing about what the journey that Bucks has been through. And, right. And, I don't. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I look at all the pieces in the Philadelphia Inquirer about the Central Buck School District. I mean, piece after piece after piece. To my knowledge, I don't think the Philadelphia Inquirer has ever written about the lawsuits they filed against myself and Jimmy Walker ever, to my knowledge, unless there's something I missed. But I don't think I did. And I think that's really interesting. I mean, they, the county had ruled they got ruled bad bad faith, right? They were ruled in bad faith. That's very significant ruling. And, um, you know, you, you don't see I don't think I don't think you see the same level of coverage that you would see in, in, in other things that maybe um, would serve the interests of a more progressive frame of mind. And, and to your point, I mean, what's amazing to me is that this is the case of two Bucks County moms, essentially as parents, as taxpayers saying, we want transparency. We want the records to be on the record, right? I mean, that that's it. it this is nothing. Con- I don't want anybody just tuning in who hasn't heard, you know, all the updates that we always give. To think this is something greater, it's really about the information and transparency and the fact that we are all allowed in this great country of the USA to have open records and transparency. So in every case, to my knowledge, Meg Brock, that that you and Jamie have been involved with with these lawsuits and you were sued um, is is about the records. Correct. There's nothing else going. There are no other allegations. This is all about them fighting Um. you. To it open was just records. The records. Okay. Yeah, it was just the records. It was that that we had filed appeals, and the uh, in Harrisburg they had agreed that yes, these records need to be provided. And then instead of providing the records, they were trying to overturn that ruling. Um, and then for uh, two of the five cases that were consolidated, it's a lot to keep track of. Yes. But the judge did rule in my favor. I mean, I didn't win every single record, but I won a lot of records, and also ruled that that there was a bad faith ruling saying that the county had wrongfully withheld these records. They shouldn't have, they should not have been withheld in the first place. Like basically saying that when I, when I originally filed the request, I should have just gotten the records. It shouldn't have turned into this year and a half ordeal. And now they're even appealing the, the county is that they appear trying to appeal that ruling. And that's why I'm in, I'm in Commonwealth court with those cases um, trying to appeal the bad faith ruling. So it's just, it's a, such a waste of, of money and time and, um, it's pretty wild to see this happening and, and honestly pretty unnerving. I mean, I think it's something that should should unnerve everyone, mm-hmm. where I don't, regardless of your po- political affiliation. I mean, do you really want the government going after private citizens like this? Because um, it's, it's horribly unfair. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I'm represented by Judicial Watch. But if I wasn't, I would be having to navigate this by myself without legal counsel because I can't afford to spend thousands of dollars defending myself. And you think about how unfair that is and how un-American that really is to put a citizen in that in that position for simply wanting transparency. And so what are the courts? I know that I'd reported on, April, you know, in the spring of this year, this is unbelievable, it's still going on, as, as you and at least one other mom, right, have said, yeah. we, we want to know, and it, one of them specific or some of them specifically were about that moment when Bucks County had announced they were going to be open as far as the COVID-19 guidance. And then after mm-hmm. 
Levine and Governor Wolf and so on had said, no, 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 we're all shut down. We're all going to be on the same page. It seemed like there was this sudden change and Bucks suddenly fell in line. And that's when you said, wait a minute, what's going on here? We're- yeah, well, there's actually, it was actually 2021. So Levin was gone, was, um, oh, was gone at that, point. at that point. Yeah, but it was, it was regarding, um, a lot of it was regarding the masks and regarding, um, not having to quarantine, which was keeping kids out of school. I mean, if you remember, I believe in Philadelphia, until the, the spring of 2022, um, they still had a rule that like kids that they were expo- mm-hmm. quote unquote exposed to COVID had to, to yeah. quarantine for two or three weeks. Yeah. I mean, incredibly disruptive to everyone, to kids, to their families, to classrooms. So, so that was what um, Dr. Damsker was ending and saying, basically, hey, you know, you don't have to quarantine as long as you're healthy. And that was the real issue. Um, because the state was well, the state, you know, was around that time announcing a new testing program. They were also being pressured by the Biden administration to push vaccines, and that the carrot to comply was, "Hey, your kid doesn't have to quarantine for an extended period of time." So, um, you know, my my understanding or my opinion is that Dr. Danson's guidance was was removing that carrot, and I think that's what the state was taking issue with. And so moving forward, what are, what are the next tri- what are the next dates where this is supposed because I know it, they've gone back and forth and you said judicial yeah. watch. I don't think there's any specific dates. Okay. It's just kind of when the, the, the judge rules. So, um, yeah, everything I, I think for my Commonwealth court is submitted. But to be honest, it's hard to keep track of all of it. <laughs> um, but there aren't any specific time frames to my knowledge. It's just kind of whenever you get a ruling, you get a ruling. So. Yes. Um, hopefully, uh, especially with the Commonwealth Court, I mean, hopefully that will kind of, I hope it doesn't take months and months <laughs> to, uh, to to wait on it. Hopefully there, there will be a ruling and that the original ruling will be upheld because, um, you know, I, I mean, I, from what I've experienced, I would definitely say they acted in bad faith. And then the other the other cases are still pending. So I don't know when I'll get a ruling on those. And so and, and to that point, Meg, as as you look at it, is there... An urgency. In other words, I just wonder if it's going to be pushed back and they're delaying, delaying because they don't want any of the findings or anything that comes out to influence anybody um, for the upcoming election. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really yeah. you know, speculate on right, that. Right. I mean, it's just all, all speculative. Um, I, I mean, I can't, I, I can't imagine that that they're thrilled about any of this, right? I think that. Mm-hmm. Based on uh, the names and how I was called and, and how myself and others in the community were treated, I would say I don't know that they're really big fans of uh, an engaged citizenry of, of people actually listening and paying attention to what's going on. But um, I think that that's the beautiful part of America is that we're all able to be engaged in our communities and everyone really should. Um, if they care about this country and they care about their kids' future, I think everybody should take the time to know who their local representatives are understand the um, the laws and the decisions that are being made that are going to impact your, you and your kids, even if you don't realize it. At some point, you're going to realize it. So I think it's it's a, a real calling for everyone to understand what a, what a privilege it is to live in a country where you can have um, some say in your government. Well said. I want to just get your reaction um, to a line from this Politico article in which they say Republicans won Central Buck School District board races in 2021 in a fight in part over mask mandates. But the new majority has also embraced book bans on titles with so-called sexualized content and prohibited teachers 
from displaying pride flags. It goes on to talk about uh, hyper-conservative group Moms for Liberty in Central Bucks, the county's largest school district and one of the biggest in the state. So this is how, you know, Republicans or conservatives are being depicted. I mean, your reaction to that piece, as they say, embraced book bans. I mean, it's it's not a book ban. There's no such thing as a book ban if you can go and, and get the book on Amazon and have it delivered to your house and choose to give it to your child. That's not a banned book. Uh, I think there, I mean, there's always been educational standards. I think the real question is why would we want sexually explicit material to be available for, for kids? Um, I, I don't understand why anybody, when you look at the, the pictures of, and how graphic some of these pictures are in these books, uh, I don't understand why you would want, anybody would want children to be accessing that. And um, I think it really comes down to just having standards where things are reviewed in a way to make sure material is appropriate for kids the same way we have, you know, uh, ratings on movies, right? A teacher can't just show whatever movie they want to in a classroom because there's standards and there's a process of making sure it's appropriate and making sure parents are signed off on that. So I don't understand how a book would be perceived any differently than a movie, right? You can't just show a radar movie in a fifth grade classroom. Um, so I, I just don't understand people battling to eradicate standards. That's really what I think it is at the heart of it. You know, they don't talk glowingly in this political article about the Republicans who who won the Central Bucks uh, school board. They do go to a diner, they say, and have a, a chat with some of the Democrats who are running and and I think paint them in a very in a flattering way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what what are your experiences with what happened to you with any of these individuals? Because I think you had a very you didn't have a nice diner chat with these individuals. What was your experience with with like with the commissioners? You mean or? any of the commissioners or any of the individuals? I mean, my, yeah, I mean, my experience with the commissioners. I mean, you were kind of touching on it earlier. Mm-hmm. Is that um, it was actually three years ago where I left a voicemail for the the commissioners saying that I think kids need to be in school, and it was not angry. I didn't say anything bad, and that is shortly after that is when my phone number got blocked for eighteen months. So, I mean, I, and I remember that was just such an eye-opening experience for me because I couldn't believe that I was was treated like that for simply having an opinion that someone didn't like. Um, and then I was in the newspaper when they when they found out that, hey, you know, it was came to light that, yeah, we did block your phone number uh, instead of apologizing, which I think any reasonable person would do. Like, hey, you know, we're sorry. We shouldn't have done that. It was wrong for us to block the phone number, a constituent from calling their government for 18 months, including like, some emergency services. Instead, they wrote a defamatory, they had a they were obviously involved in a defamatory article being written in a local newspaper that defamed my character. Um, and it's just, it's horrible. I mean, it was an allegation that I could easily disprove because I had my phone records. Um, and I mean, I just, I, I, the whole thing has honestly been shocking for me. I think most normal people want to believe that the government is, is in, in some ways, I mean, obviously everyone has their own point of view, but neutral in the fact that it wants to do good for its citizens, regardless of political party. And I think that unfortunately, my understanding has shifted as I've, I've understood that there's no, I mean, uh, the government has been wielded again, weaponized against me for just being a normal citizen and asking questions. And that's, that's really dangerous. And it's quite upsetting. I, I hope, I hope people in Bucks County understand that and are upset by that because they should be, because if it happened to me, it could happen to, to anyone. 
Yeah, and part of the reason I ask you these questions and to react, anybody who's heard you um, interviewed by by anybody, certainly on my show and, and across the board, Meg, never once have I heard you, A, push politics or ba- banning books. I've never heard you raise your voice. You're, you're obviously a very level-headed person. And in fact, I think you're hesitant to even sp- speak out about it. I think you were a hesitant person in the entire process. And mm-hmm. I think that's important because of the depictions that are being made that, oh, these, these people are, oh, they're angry and they're politicized and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. I think the opposite is true. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like this is the best way for people to just make their own judgment about what's going on here. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you. And I'm, I'm sorry that you have to go, you know, here we are, two weeks left of summer. You're a mom. I know that you're out probably back to school shopping and excited to get the, you know, the kids. It's always a, a fun time of year, really, to get back into sports and things of that nature. Why do you, I mean, why do you put yourself through this? I mean, I guess at this point now they're suing you, but ultimately, is there ever a point where you say, oh my gosh, I just, I'm going to back away from this. It's too much. I want to just cherish every minute of my kids. I mean, I think everyone who's been involved in anything at some point does have to take breaks. But I think that, I think the real lesson I've learned through all of this is the importance of being involved in your community. So I hope that everybody will, will be involved and that that really is a privilege and it's an honor to, to be an American citizen. I think that if anything, I'm more appreciative of, of my citizenship because I understand that people around the world don't even have the opportunity to, to, disagree with their elected official. I mean, that is something that not everybody in the world can do. Um, so I, I think that is something I really realized and cherish even more. And I think all of us who are raising kids understand that we have to hand them this country and we would like to hand it to them better than we found it. So I think when, when if that's the goal, then everyone has to keep on doing it with their part and whatever they can in their community to, to make it better to, for our kids and for future generations. Well, beautifully said. Meg, thank you for joining me this morning. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Meg. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.